Hello, hello, and welcome to the Being Animal podcast. I'm the witch and the priestess behind the podcast, Rachel Leibovich. And last time we chatted, we chatted about this deep alchemy that we do when we give a good death to the nice girl. The nice girl that lives within us is people-pleasing, really almost obsessive with putting everybody else first at the sacrifice to her own self. And as I kind of said in our last meeting, when I gave a good death to this nice girl, this girl who just was so quiet and didn't want to rock the boat too much, didn't want to speak too loud to offend someone, what came forward was this witch this witchy, dark, sensuous, snake-like being with immense power. A cave, dark, wet, deep. She emerges slithering from the darkness. The wet clings to her body. She moves with her sisters. The snakes from below, flowing with the depths of the ocean, the rush of the river, the unknown. She goes into town. Look at her smile, her skin, her clothes, her hair. The people point and stare. No matter, she never needed their wares just wicked enough to stir the pot, self-assured to know she's not. The cauldron bubbles, toils, troubles, but not for her, for her sisters. These toils, troubles, bubbles washed away by the work of ancestors long in their graves. The witch's time is always, she collects fresh moss and dew drops for her spell. The healing here is done in twos, something borrowed, old, new, blue. The ceremony to wed one witchy lover with her goddess bled the veins of interconnection. One spell, another, together, were moved to action. She takes what is needed, nevermore. Robin Hood, take from the rich, give to the poor, The enchantress steals the crowns of unworthy kings. She sings into being otherwise unlikely things. The heartbeat from her chest moves valleys and rivers and mountains at rest. She drums the music of an ethereal hum. Birds chirp, grass grows. Let all your woes go. Return them to the cave. The underworld is a fertile place. The witch wound runs deep for all of us. But here she is, being born again. I've posted on our blog a long, long, long post about the connections between anti-Semitism and the witch wound. 
for centuries, the witch archetype has been something to fear and has been cast on any powerful spiritual healer who's also a woman. And especially for those who aren't Christian, especially for those who aren't white. The word witch for so long to so many people has meant an erasure of their power, of their inherent validity as a healer, as a spiritual worker, as a person. It creates something demonic out of something divine. It creates a fear of death that breeds into a fear of life and living to your fullest. But the witch has been reclaimed by so many as a space to heal, to power, to really hold all of the complexities that come with being a woman and doing the work this world needs. And they'll kill us for it. That's kind of been history. We step into power and people hate that. Their faith is questioned because they've never questioned it before. Their boundaries are pushed because they were never quite there in the first place. They're just used to having things their way. But when we reclaim the witch, it's something so much more juicy. It's reclaiming a lineage that so many have not been able to walk. It's reclaiming the new earth. It's reclaiming connection with the sands and the soils, the dewdrops, the mosses, the plants, the animals, all of which are co constituted with us. Being the witch is being animal. Being able to be instinctual, intuitive, holding the cosmos within a flesh body magic. And for me, being a witch is being able to see the magic in the ordinary. A continuous belief in the magic of a leaf falling, the magic of grass sprouting, mycelial networks that connect each and every living thing, the colonies of soil that have colonies even within them, that I bring into my colony of a body just by stepping on that same soil. I started this journey with a very intense fear of being called a witch and a very intense fear that when someone said that word, witch, all of a sudden, no one would take me seriously. That's the witch wound. This fear that this word, this weight 
that's been placed on so many other women like me at the hands of a capitalist colonial Christianity would come crashing down on something so gorgeous that I've poured my spirit into that's just starting to bud. But what happened instead was a revolution. The witch born from the cave of saying, okay, you want a witch? I'll bring you a witch. I'll bring my power to the forefront. I'll bring my healing to the forefront and I won't be alone because I'm bringing my sisters with me. I'm bringing my ancestors with me. I'm bringing the earth and all of her co-constituted constituents with me. I will never be alone. When you call me a witch, you call me into community. You call me into a lineage of others on a sacred task. The witch archetype can be scary for so many people because it questions what they've never questioned before. This is part of the reason why I always tell my clients who come to me with fears that they're questioning their god or goddess or spirit or energy that it only brings them closer to the divine. Your questions, your wondering, your doubts all bring you on a sacred journey back to the divine. If we were to follow anything without a question, without a concern, without moments of doubt, we're not truly believing. We're just following and the difference is fear there's a lot of emphasis put on Jewish faith that's been contorted into Christianity that really believes that we should fear God right God fearing people and anybody who challenges this fear is a witch someone who's not God fearing someone who's not a hundred percent devout, no questions asked. They're witches. They're witchy. But in reality, anything that you do purely out of fear is not aligned. No God ever wants you to be so afraid of anything that they just follow along. What God wants is something deep, juicy, alive, and human. That's how we were made, human. When we just dive in, no questions asked, no wonderings, all of a sudden, we don't have this relationship with God. We have a fear of God. 
We keep God at arm's length because we can't quite let that doubt creep in. We can't wonder deeper. We can't have bigger questions. We can't be part of a community with other beliefs because it's all a threat to our relationship with God built on fear. So when the witch comes in, who's wondered deeply, who's asked the questions, received some answers, and then got more questions from that, when the witch walks in and knows more because she's done the work. She's had an intimate, juicy, earth, crystalline core connection with the goddess. People are jealous. How? How could you have that relationship? I don't have that relationship. It must be evil. And how dare you question You are a threat to me because you're different. You're a witch. You're demonic. But when I'm aligned with such high spirits, like the crystalline core of the earth, the goddess Shekinah, I can't possibly manifest evil. When I am rooted in the truth of the world, which is the unknown, which is inherent diversity of belief, inherent questionings and wonderings, and acceptance of not knowing the full truth, I cannot be wrong. I can't fuck it up. But when this is put on us, right? When all of a sudden we're out here being spiritual, being a healer, being co-constituted with all of the microbes, mycelium, animals, plants of the earth, and someone throws that word at us, witch, cult, evil, demon, all of a sudden, it hits us. This deep grief of our ancestors. The intensity of persecution for people who are different because of their religion or spirit. I know that I'm not the first person in my lineage to have witch thrown at them. I definitely know I'm not the first Jewish woman. The anti-Semitic trope of this witch has been carried on in almost every depiction of a witch I've ever seen. The big noses, the gluttony of resource, The hermit lifestyle of hiding away, amassing power, and not sharing it with the community is inherently antithetical to the witches that lived in real life. 
Witchcraft is abundance, but it's not hoarding. Witchcraft is community care. It's not just someone living in a forest house amassing resources for spells to do evil. Witchcraft is in service for everyone. Abundance spread throughout the community. But nobody wants you to believe that because if we all believed the questions, the wonderings, the resource spreading, the community care, they can't make money off of us, control us, make us sit in balconies while men pray downstairs. They can't continue treating the earth the way that they do. They can't extract resources and sell for profit, not caring about the body of the earth that's left behind. They can't contend with themselves. If their inherent power is built on the subjugation of others and then all of a sudden we are powerful, there's nowhere left to subjugate, how can they continue? The fear of the witch that you've been taught is purposeful. They don't want you to know of your power, your ancestry, your connection. They want you to stay isolated and subjugated. They want to keep extracting. When I told my family that I was going to be studying with Kohanet Hebrew Priestess Institute and that I had gotten into rabbinical school, the word witch was thrown my way with intensity and force. And I sat there in the middle of this restaurant explaining all the ways that patriarchy and anti-Semitism come together around the fear of the witch, the fear of the Kabbalah, the fear of women. And I wrote a blog post so long and intense and filled with the flames of Lilith on my tongue, angry that I keep experiencing this. And I've had encounter after encounter with friends and family who drop little drops of anti-Semitism wherever they go, whenever they talk to me. And it makes me so mad. (laughs) A holy anger comes over me. It's not just for me. This anger is ancestral, and it's holy. So we dance with it. We alchemize it. We transform the anger into justice. We transform the sorrow of our ancestors 
whose fate we do not know. We transform that sorrow into gratitude that we get to live this life. That's alchemy. That's magic. And that's what witches do. The witches work. I want to spend some time throwing so much love and support to the witch behind Moonbeam Herbs, Sabrina Nelson, who was our first supporter on Patreon for the podcast. And also the originator and the first person I heard the underworld is a fertile place from. Sabrina and Moonbeam Herbs are so witch forward, so encompassing of this work and just beautiful stewards for witches anywhere and everywhere throughout time and space. So I definitely recommend that you check out her amazing work and connect with the witch within. We're coming up on Halloween. This is October, the witch's month. So I encourage you to join in ritual. What would it look like for your witch to be born this month? To put on a song that makes you think of the depths of the underworld, that fertile place where the seeds of the witch are planted. What would it look like to bloom her? To grow her bigger? Is there an outfit that you wear? A song that you play? A tea that you sip on? A place that you go and dance this witch's dance. Cast the witch's spell. Let your body move as a prayer to the ancestral witches who can't be here with us in physicality but are always with us in spirit. Keep an eye on our Instagram and our website if you want to see a special opportunity to dance with the Witch Within on Halloween, and we'll be posting about that soon. Remember, you can join the amazing Sabrina Nelson and become a sponsor for Being Animal Podcast on our Patreon for just $10 a month. You'll have access to our very special container on Patreon, where we can ask you so many juicy questions and reflections and feedback for each of these podcasts. What do you want to hear next? Let us know on the Patreon portal. And as always, you can connect with us online at esperanzasacres.org or through our Instagram. We have some very juicy witchy offerings coming up at the Alobudra Metaphysical Apothecary in Madison, Wisconsin. We're offering one-to-ones with me, the head witch of Esperanza's Acres, from about 12 to 5.30 every Tuesday, and a community ceremony in person at Alabudra from 6 to 7. We're also offering some really, really lovely one-to-one appointments. That's online Thursdays from 11 to 2. You could just head over to our website and schedule that there. If you can't find it, feel free to head over to rachelibovich.com. We are so honored that you're on this journey with us. I'm sending out a blessing to each and every witch who is born again in hearing this message. 
I'm filled with gratitude every day that I get to be this witch for you. And I'm filled with love for all of the witches who've come before me doing this work. Thank you so much for listening, for spending your time with us today, and I'll see you soon.